0: Welcome to Solutions, when men come out of the shadows to testify, giving tips in manhood, honor the codes of integrity, and give out real solutions for soul survival. Today, we have on the show a man of constant growth and development. He's a visionary and a wordsmith, a man who understands the third eye connections to knowledge and foresight. He's a thinking man, a leader amongst men. He's an example of positive energy around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the businessman, the philanthropic community servant for platforms like Boss Up Stock and the Culture Studios. Welcome the author of the book, Three-Fifths of an MC. He's a CEO, and his name, his brand, and his lifestyle is very important. Give it up to the MC from the legendary Poor Righteous teachers, Wise Intelligent.
1: (sighs) Peace, peace, how's it going?
0: Wise, how you doing, man? How's everything going?
1: Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. Are you ready to drop these gems and answer these questions today?
1: I, mean, I guess so. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? I showed up. I showed up.
0: <laughs> showed up. Here we go. What person did you meet or see that gave you the drive towards the man you are today? Who or what defined you? Uh, What defined me? Well, who defined me? I
1: wouldn't say a who defined me. I would say... uh of what, of what defined me. I mean, that was the moment I realized that, I I realized my environment. I started to acknowledge the environment, you know. I mean, I started to pay closer attention to the environment that I was being raised in, Uh, the environment that me and my peers were embedded in. I start to have questions, you know. I had questions, and those questions led me down the rabbit hole to becoming you know what i mean it's it's that that's what ignited my becoming you know so i'm i'm still on this journey of becoming you
0: know for those watching right now what would give us one or two of those questions that you start to ask yourself either later or early how how did we get here you know as
1: a people you know um and uh and and what's the point what is the point of this life, this existence, this struggle this you know e- even even considering the individual triumphs, you know collectively there is a struggle. so um, you know interpreting my reality in within the context of the group, you know uh, that's really what what led me there. So the questions were, you know who are,
0: how, how do we get here? Where are we going to get? So in your interpretations thus far through your experiences what have what has led you to say the answer to some of those questions what have you have so what do you have so far I want to announce my first book 10 most effective ways to reignite self love it's a deep reflection and deep dive into yourself how to make yourself better overall check it out it's available in paperback ebook and audiobook if you want more info email me at sheen onecom Or the author at Sheen1.com. Let me know. You can RSVP one if you like. Now back to the show.
1: You know, as far as answering those questions, uh, uh, who are we? You know, um, I feel like who we were kind of gives a better answer to uh, who we are and who we're becoming. You know, um, because who we were, uh, we're no longer who we were. You know, we're no longer who we were. We, we are, uh, now we're, we're more of a, a conglomerate of history, experience, and struggle. You know, um, our experiences are completely different than previous generations and ancestors as well. You know, so while DNA and heritage is, is, is what it is, at the end of it you know when we look at who we are today you know we don't we, we don't function in the same space that our ancient ancestors function in in terms of perceiving reality you know a something as simple as a language change you know um not speaking the language of your ancestors will have you seeing the world differently and pe- people don't really understand the power of linguistics and how language works and in in terms of thought and processing thought and, you know, and and the overall perception of reality, you know, language means a lot. So thinking in English makes us different. You know, we think in English, you know, so, uh, you know, so, you know, for for, for example, you know, in, in some of the languages that our ancestors spoke, you know, there were no ifs and maybes. I might do that. Maybe. I'm not
0: sure. It wasn't, a, you know, there were no words that, that were equivalent. Hey, what's up, everyone? Just a quick pause in the show to let you know what's going down with Solutions for Men. Visit myfavortravels.com for all Solutions for Men merch. Everything you purchase goes to the overall production of the show. So if you like what we got going on here, you can support and get you some merch for Solutions for Men. We're now tuning back to the program. Thank you for this 30-second break. Enjoy the show, man. I love the fact that you said we speak in English. I travel the world... And I've lived in certain places and it always, I was always taken back being an American that I was only taught one language while most people I come across know five to seven different dialects. So they think in different languages and they're a little bit more advanced intelligent wise than we are. Yes. Yes. You know, when you think of
1: language, you know, everything is embedded in that language, culture, everything. I mean, language is like MRNA, (laughs) you know, it's messenger RNA, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, you know, so that alone, you know, makes us a, a little different, but you know, at the same time, uh we, we're still connected to that to that heritage and ancestry. So absolutely, absolutely. So we're like a, an amalgamation of several uh several ingredients, you know, and that being the case, we have the capacity and the ability to become, you know, so we can become, we can become, we, we can create ourselves now, you know, we can create ourselves, we can create, we can become what we desire to be, whatever we desire to be as a people and as individuals, you know, we're in a very unique position, you know, and I, I, I think that, uh, once we come to that realization, we'll get about the business of developing institutions that will, uh, that will inculcate or codify, uh, who we are or who we're becoming or who we desire to become you know so the next generation will have a standard operating procedure or a code of
0: conduct for becoming who we desire to be you know i'm smiling i'm smiling at you because it's rare times i get to put my entire mental repertoire on display and i feel like i can do that today no offense to anyone else but today i feel like i can really have this conversation with you on this show but before we go there and and express all the diaspora in the dialect, do you have a vision board to where you think should things could be or your personal life?
1: Yeah, I have a, I have a personal vision board. You know, the thing with the vision board is, it it's living. It's, it's you know, it's like a human being. It's, you know, it, it's the vision of a human being. So it's living, it's breathing, it's 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 changing, it's it's adapting, and it's being modified as I go. That's I guess that's. The whole point of becoming, you know, uh, and change being the only constant in the universe, you know, things, are, things change, you know, we, we, we confront things, things, and we adapt, you know, we, it, or we absorb, you know, we absorb things and, and it, and it changes us We adapt to things. And, and that changes, you know, whether we go going around it or becoming a part of it, it's still a change, you know? Um, so, so yeah, you know, um, I, I have a vision board and um and that's it's based primarily on sovereignty you know but then you know when sovereignty is the goal all of the changes make sense
0: let's stay right there with your goals if you can give us one apex goal that you've reached and one apex goal you're currently chasing the the apex goal that i would say i've reached
1: would be clarity you know, clarity, you know, um, I think I've reached a, a point of clarity where I can see the goal. I can see it, you know, I, mm. I can see what it looks like in f- fulfillment, you know, um, you know, it's like, if you can't picture it, you, you know, you can't achieve it. Like, so, you know, it's like, we talk about liberation, you know, you look back through civil rights movements, black liberation movements, you look at all of these movements throughout history, you know, um, but have we ever defined what liberation looks like to us? What does liberation look like? Does it look like you chilling on a beach with your family? You know, you're drinking out of coconut cups. Is that what it looked like? Because if you can picture it, then you can manifest it. You know what I mean? You can it, it, will, it will come to fruition because now you can see it. So you need that clarity of vision. So I would say clarity. Now, I think I'm
0: clearer now than I've ever been in my life. What is one apex goal you're currently chasing Uh, at sovereignty i I know you got the sovereignty but within that is there is there a a certain flag post that you have to get to before you get to the overall synopsis of sovereignty um yes you know
1: the members you know in other words you know well the people that are connected to me you know my immediate family uh my sons you know my wife you know um reaching the level of clarity that's pertinent to their role in achieving Mm. sovereignty. Mm. So when they come to me and say, I'm clear, (laughs) you know,
0: I'm clear, this is where I'm going, you know, then I think that I'm, I'm definitely chasing that. Being clear is something that most, in my opinion, most young men from my generation fought with. We just went to school or didn't go to school, but the next day was just the next day. We didn't have a clear path to where we're going. And throughout that, I've learned that different things, speaking things into the universe really works. Do you use affirmations to get you along your way? If so, what type of affirmations do you use?
1: I rhyme, I write them, I rap. (laughs) You know, I've rapped a lot of affirmations over the years. Let's uh, talk about it. Let's talk about it. You know what? Write it, record it, and then play it back. You know, and 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 repetition. You know, um, but yes, you know, affirmations are, are are great. You know, um, all forms of speaking. You know, speaking things into existence is real. You know, so I, I talk to myself. You know, I talk to myself. I, I I talk out loud. You know, I I talk to myself in third person sometimes. I ain't crazy, but I do. You know, uh, but you, you know, you have to. You have to. You have to speak to you have, you have to be mindful of how you talk to yourself. You know, you got to be mindful of what you say to yourself, you know, what you're convincing yourself of, you know, what's possible, what, you know, the capabilities, you know, um, you got, you have to be very clear about what you got to be, uh, you got to be present. You know, you got to be present in your own head. You got to know what you are say to yourself because those things manifest. That's what comes to, you know, Bear. that's what, you know, the thoughts that you, that you meditate on most they are what take shape in the form of their physical equivalency so they become physical you know so
0: now i have something called an audible question ding 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 this is not on the docket this is something you triggered in my brain that i want to discuss with you momentarily here we go i got two questions here that just came up with this do you believe words are spells
1: I can say, well, that's why they call it spelling, right? I can say, <laughs> well, that's why they call it spelling. You know, we cast these spells. You know, um, But yes, I believe that, you know, in the context of what a spell is and what the intention of a spell is, yes. Okay,
0: so now we have this established. When you think of voodoo, what comes to your mind and what we've been taught about voodoo and the history and the cultures of voodoo? The power of the subconscious mind. Hmm. That's what, that's how I, you know,
1: it's the ability to impress your will upon the subconscious.
0: Right. You know. Okay. This is interesting no. talk. First no. of all, I want to take this two seconds to shout out to my boy, Gerard He is an avid fan of you and he wanted me to tell you what's up. I don't usually do that, but I know how Love much he loves hip hop. Peace Jira. Yeah. I'm going to say this. So with today's structure, our hip hop is structured. We all know the type of music and the type of energy you portray throughout your career. But when the words and spells that are being cast throughout our music throughout time, do you think it hurts us as a people to celebrate within our pain the way we do or should we be talking about the times more instead of getting to the bag? Yes, I think you're right.
1: You know, yes, you're right. It it has a very profound effect and impact on us as individuals and the group. You know, um, that's what, you know, words words on rhythms are more powerful than words spoken into the air Mm. words on rhythm i mean because music is a vehicle for the inculcation of cultural concepts right so when you attach words to this rhythm you know it has instant access to the subconscious mind it's going directly to your subconscious mind Mm. so if your if your conscious mind is not conscious to the point where you are aware of the effects of what you're taking in. It will manifest. It will, it will take up, it'll take up occupancy in your subconscious mind. It will manifest things in your in your reality. And that's what happens. That's the power of music. I mean you think about it, you know, uh, you look at the top 10 rap artists right now on any playing on any streaming platform at any radio station right now, you you emulate any of the behavior of any of those artists, you're going to jail you're gonna die that's just what it is man i mean i can't i can't even get around it you know uh this is what it is you know and, but that's the power that's always been the power of music again where we come from music played um they had a major role in the community and culture right so they were they were you know the drums there was the talking drum you know um but the rhythms. so we had drums of dance drums of war we had you know, ceremonial drums for weddings and, and birth rites and rites of passage and things. Like that. So there was music involved with everything, you know, the, the the birth of a new life, as well as the funeral, you know, so um, it was always music. So uh, that right now is being used, is being used by major corporations to manifest what they want to manifest in the world, you know, right. they, they're using our tools, you know, um, and, and we're and we're and we're not only the instruments by which they're doing this; we're also the uh,
0: the target, you know. Absolutely, well said. I appreciate that. I appreciate you taking that question in and answering it. You spoke earlier about you started to ask questions as a young man to help liberate your mind and start you on that journey of clarity. Are there any books that you read that you felt saved your life or changed your perspective to help grow you that you can share with us today? Absolutely. Um, first of all
1: you know growing up in what what the world knows as the five percent you know five percent uh gods and earths um, 120 lessons supreme wisdom you know uh that ignited in me the desire to study I wanted to read it made me want to read and learn more about us as a people as a group you know so it it made me dig deep you know so I started reading then that set me off on a trajectory of reading everything I can get my hands on you know um and after that I think the most profound book the book that had the most profound impact on me was uh Dr. Amos Wilson's uh Falsification of African Consciousness the Falsification of African Consciousness is the book that really centered me you know mm. it centered me. It made
0: me absolutely. understand things a little bit yeah a lot different. absolutely if you haven't read that book make sure you go out and get it to balance yourself and get you on that same journey now we spoke about books we spoke about you reaching clarity and sovereignty you spoke about that being the same as for your family to get to that point where they have a clarity where you can now boost them and actually provide a better terrain for them to walk down on with all of that reading you've done, all that sacrificing, all that rhyme, all the words over rhythm and making sure the world is a balanced place. What did you sacrifice? Uh, I mean,
1: I, I guess I guess the world outside of me would consider it a sacrifice, you know, because I made a conscious decision, you know, not to make music for the sole purpose of making money. You know, I made a conscious decision to, to make music that I felt uh, would document uh, the journey of a people, the experiences of a people. You know, so I, that's that's the vantage point from which I made music. And still to this day, you know, when I'm writing down, when I'm writing rhymes or whatever, or even when I'm thinking in rhyme, it's about documenting something. So 50 years from now, 100 years from now, when they dig up those old archives, dig up that music, you know, and, and listen to it, they'll say, well, this is a, this is a epistemology, you know, it's an epistemology of a people. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the inter- a people's interpretation of the world and their justified beliefs about it, you know, and it's summed up in rhyme you know in music so that that's what i want to happen, I, because i don't want heads going back you know 50 years 100 years from now digging up the archives and saying you know these these dudes were all pill poppers you <laughs> know you know they you were know, they, they were all pill poppers you know the, the black black man black woman was pill poppers and ass twerkers you know um you know uh not that I don't like twerk, I'm not saying that. But yeah. It's all good. But uh, what, what I am saying is, you know, we're very dynamic people. We're very mm-hmm. dynamic people. We're thinking people. We're, you know, we, we're tapped in. We're tapped into things that the world don't even understand, really, especially when we're talking about rhythms. You know, I mean, vibrations. Everything in the universe is the product of a vibration, of a rhythm. You know, and we're locked in. You know, as a people, we're locked into to rhythms like nobody
0: else on this planet has. And that's what create that's what creates the world, you know. So mm, I like that. I really I appreciate that. The rhythm, the rebel, <laughs> the rhythm, the everything. Talk <laughs> to me, talk to me about your lowest moment. Now you make these conscious choices, you do these things, and that's a lonely walk. Can you talk to us about one of your lowest moments? But we just don't want to hear about your lowest moment. We want to know how you got up. What things did you apply to get out of your darkest moments? This is for the people right now who are listening that might need your advice or your experiences to make them whole again. You know, I like
1: to believe that in your darkest moments and that struggle, that's where you find your purpose. You know, so I think, you know, I believe that, you know, the thunderstorm is as much our friend as the sunshine you know so like we're in that space you know we're, we're in that space sometimes we're in that space a lot you know the darkest moment comes a lot of times for, you know you, you, if you ever look at like a if you look at it from an economic perspective you look at a stock you look at the stock market you look at the graph of the stock market you know you see the volatility of it how it's going up and down it's always up and down it's always up and down you know a person's life looked the same look the same way when you talk about the, the good times, the bad times, you know, the ups and downs in a person's life, you know, it, you, you'll get that, you know, everything from deaths in your family, you know, of loved ones, as well as uh, personal setbacks and, you know, and misfortune. So um, that, you know, I would say darkest moments, you know, coming from where I come from, you know, I grew up in a dark moment. You know, I grew up in a dark moment and I, you know, Grew up in the projects, you know, I, I lived in a homeless shelter when I was 14 years old, you know. So, so um the dark moments that all of that, you know, all of that, you know, but how do you get up? How do you get up? You, because you, you already know you're looking you're looking past, you're looking through these things. You know, you look through these things and if you if you look at them, if you're in the moment and you're present in that moment, you'll get clarity of thought. You'll, okay, this is temporal. This is what change do. You know, this is what change do. But for me, you know, the homeless shelter at 14, this is when I started to engage the 5% around the same time. And that helped me realize that this predicament wasn't who I am. It's something that I'm, I'm, I'm going through. You know, it's an experience. It's an experience just like the first time I had ice cream. You know, it's, it's it's an experience and I'm going through this thing, you know, so that's what it was. So I, I, I knew that it was temporal and it was temporal. And when you, when you understand that, then you have the clarity of thought to change the situation, you know, because you already know it's simple. It's something that,
0: you know, it's an experience looking for you know, purpose and, building within the darkness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you find your purpose in the struggle
0: absolutely absolutely do you believe that it was all written for you already that's
1: the time i wrestle with that you know that's that's one of the existential questions that i i wrestle with a lot you know because let's
0: do it i told you we could go deep today we could go let's go
1: you know you know (laughs) being a human being you know you have this thing we like to call free will you know the autonomy of free will you know um and that's what we like, that's where we, we find our divinity as human beings. You know, we like, okay, what makes us divine? Free will. That's that's what separates us from other animals, from from animals, you know what I mean? So we have the ability to say no. You know, we have the ability to go the opposite way. Like for example, the bee, the bee is gonna work work the hive, you know, the bee is gonna work the hive, the honey protect the queen, the bee, that, that's what the bee is gonna do, pollinate the flower and keep it moving you know the bee is never gonna one day say yo i'm gonna go chill out at, at the spider homie house you know i'm gonna go chill in this web with the spider i'm going i want a web like that you know i want to yeah. go live in this web like that you know the bee is not gonna do that you know the bear is still gonna function like a bear the fish gonna function like a fish the bird is gonna function like a bird indefinitely we can count on that you know we can count on that but the human being is not so easily predictable you know because of free will I mean, you know, sociology is not an exact science for that very reason. You know, you, 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 you look at physics and say, OK, I'm going to take these 10 bowling balls to the top of this hill and roll them down. We can pretty much predict how fast they travel and where they're going to end up. You know, what's going to happen with the bowling balls at the end of going down that hill. But you can take 10 human beings up the top of that hill and say, let's go down the hill. You know, you can't predict what's going to happen with those human beings. Some of them just going to sit there and say, I'm chilling right here. Make, put a little pallet here, have a little picnic with my girl. Get that bottle of wine. We're going to chill. Some human beings going to roll down the hill. You know what I mean? Some of them going to roll down the hill or whatever, you know. Um, You can't really predict what human beings are going to do. And that's, that's free will. That's where we consider the divinity at, you know. um, So if it's written, do I really have free will? If it's written, am I really making decisions? Am I really in control of the journey and the destiny? Human beings don't like to believe that they're not in control,
0: you know, uh, of anything. You know, so we we can go down the influences that make you think that you said yes, but we're not going to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You know. It, yeah. Yeah that, yeah,
1: that would be great. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a heavy question. You know, it's a heavy yeah. question. So, you know, so I, you, you know my, my my son, 16 years old, man, we, we have these conversations all the time. You know, he has all these questions
0: all the time. You know, and he,
1: he go in, he go in, he go
0: in really deep on it, you know. Well, talk to me about fatherhood. And I just don't want to know about fatherhood, all the good and mushy times. I'm talking about the times where I like you, I love you, but I can't stand you right now. You're not listening. Talk to me about that with being a father. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have,
1: I don't have, I don't remember too many of those moments, you know, you know, because I I function in a space where I'm going to ultimately let them make the decision. Right. Okay. I'm going to ultimately let you make the decision. You know, again, it's experiences. It's a journey. It's an experience. So when they make it when they make a decision you come to me for advice you come to me for advice i give you the advice you know you do what you do what you're going to do with the advice You know. Um, and when you if it, it doesn't go the way you planned it to go now you come to me to bail you out in some kind of way i mean i'm going to make you push harder to figure it out on your own how to get out of the, the situation that you created for yourself you know but but at the end of the day you know uh they're making decisions you know what i mean it's like my eldest son graduated college you know he went through the whole process degree in uh biology you know biologist uh, forensics biology right so So, uh, yeah i
0: got a degree in biology too
1: yeah you know yeah you so you already know you know he he, but you know but he has so many other things that he's into you know that
0: he's like uh
1: you know, I don't put no pressure on them to make any decisions around any of that. You know, it's like a, you know, you'll figure it out. You smart. You you got through that. You smart enough. <laughs> you You got that. You know, that's and that's just how they are. I mean, they, they function in a different kind of headspace than I do. But you know, I see some similarities. You know, so I, I let I let them I let them grow. I let them make decisions. I let them make mistakes. You know, because that's where you're gonna learn. That's where the learning is at. You know, ain't no losses. Just, all the L's of
0: learning. You know, absolutely. So um, how important is it to leave where you're from to develop yourself to where you're going? It's
1: important. I mean, because you can't leave from nowhere else. You know, Mm. I don't think we can leave from nowhere else. I mean, you leave from where you are, you know, leave from where you are. No, No, Not leave, but leave leave oh, leave from where you're from your name your hometown and all that
0: yeah you That's can leave mentally or physically how important it is to leave where you're from to develop yourself to where you're going sometimes it's
1: very important you know sometimes it's very important you know um and i don't i don't know if we can we should look at it as if we're leaving a place or as if we're creating a place, a new place, you know, it's it's environments, you know, it's environments, you know, um, the environment, for example, where I grew up, you know, I didn't create that environment for myself, you know, my my parents, that was my parents. My parents moved there from the South. They came up from the South, moved to New Jersey, settled down, that was the right decision for them. They created that environment, that reality for themselves. And we dealt with the consequences of that environment. Right. So I have the ability to create my own environment. I have the ability to change my mind and change my environment. And that's how I like to look at it. You know, so sometimes you have to change the environment because that environment wasn't created to the specifications required for you to become who you are. You know, so you have to leave that environment. Yeah. That was your parents becoming.
0: That is an excellent, excellent answer. I can honestly say I've never heard a put like that before. You didn't choose your first environment. Your parents did. That was their dreams. That was their association of what they felt was safe. You have to go make your own environment. Absolutely. That is a gem right there. I like that. You know, it's it's like, for example, my parents left the South. My
1: parents from Greenville, North Carolina, right? They moved to New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey, right? So they left the environment that their parents were in. Right. right. They left that environment. They went to another environment that they thought would be more conducive to their development and their becoming, you mm-hmm. know, a uh, better environment for them to raise their children or whatever they thought. You know, they went there. And that's what happened. So that's the autonomy. That's free will, human autonomy, you know, uh, the <laughs> sovereignty, of thought, right? <laughs> so sovereignty of thought. Right. thought. So we, we, we can change our mind. We can change our environment. You know, we can change our self-perception. We can change, you know, change, man. Change is, change is a powerful thing, you know. So, so yeah, sometimes you have, to, you have to leave where you're from. You have to leave where you're from sometimes. You have to, sometimes you have to, like they say, if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you, right? Mm-hmm. Because so, sometimes, you know, the people around you are not conducive to your becoming.
0: So you have to move on. You have to move on, absolutely. What have you procrastinated on and why? Everything, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Everything, man. I, I'll be sitting on projects like like music projects, man. I, I got so much music, man. So many albums that I've recorded over the years that I've never put out just to record because for the most part, music, you know, making music, writing music, it's more so me explaining my life to myself, explaining me to myself is 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 me trying to understand me, you know, uh, more than anything else. You know, so I write it from that perspective too. So I'm like I'm trying to figure my own head out, you know, so I write it. And um so yeah, a lot, man. Business ideas, you know, a lot of stuff man. I procrastinated on. I feel like uh I feel like um sometimes i feel like the world's biggest other achiever. sometimes man i I do man i do because i don't be going hard at anything you know i don't really go hard i don't go hard i didn't go hard with rap music i didn't go hard at music my aim wasn't to be the best rapper my aim wasn't to be the richest rapper my aim wasn't you know one of those my goal you know again i was documenting things man documenting things and and making life make sense to me
0: you know well, one could say those were your goals, and you as being the best at achieving what you wanted it to be like and sound like. Yeah, so that's, that's going that's hard that's for something.
1: That's, that's definitely way to look at it. That's definitely way to look at it. You
0: know, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can ride with that. See, that's yes, what i say. You know, easier. you know, <laughs>
0: you know, certain chefs they don't cook for the masses. They cook their specialty dish. If you that's better it. like it, and this is <laughs> how it is, not changing absolutely. it. I hope you like absolutely. it. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> I I have a two part question for you, which is a little intrusive, so I'm gonna ask it in two parts. If you don't want to answer, it's okay. But if you do want to answer, please drop a gem on what you think the experiences can help someone else that's listening. Are you ready for the question? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> maybe, maybe you be asking some questions, bro. <laughs> what was abusive to you that you thought was love? I thought it was love, but now I think it was it was abusive. Actually it was very abusive. It wasn't helpful. At the time, your ignorance or you didn't understand it, but it was something that was hurting you, but you actually thought it was absolute love and healing.
1: Hmm. You know, it might be a little general. You know, because I don't have any personal experiences of abuse, anything that I would consider abusive. Um, but I will say that peer to peer, what we demanded from each other as young men, mm. we thought was love. It was really abusive. You know, we you know, growing up, growing up in the hood, and you know, young men with no men around. You know, we have these misconceptions of manhood and masculinity that we impose on one another that, you know, that at the same time that we're uh, hyper hyper-mascul- emasculating ourselves, we're becoming hyper-masculine or whatever you want to call it, you know, um, at the same time that we're doing that, we're we're degrading women by default because we're not seeing the balance in the male-female equation. With we're, we're making, you know, we're, we're creating this perception that, that men are an island, that we're soul creators, soul controllers, soul governance, you know, um, and the soul and final authority on everything. You know, so we miss a very important part of existence, the balance. You know, um, so simple things like uh, disrespect, you know, we we overreact to what we perceive to be disrespect, you know, because of the man, the way we perceive manhood. So you feel like somebody disrespected you. Simple things like stepping on your shoe. You know what I mean? It's like, because that's the way we were raised. That's the way we, we taught each other, you know, peer to peer. I mean, growing up in the project, I mean, I knew all my friends' mothers, but I didn't know none of their fathers. I've never met any of their fathers, you know, so no fathers were present. So we it
0: was peer to peer, manhood training, you know. That is, yes. that is deep. You made me think about how many fathers I knew. I knew a couple. I would say I knew a couple of fathers, but for the most part, it was single parent homes. I would give it a 90% run. Maybe yeah. 95% running that. You know, I'm from the Bronx, so I definitely Yo, understand. Wow. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that, okay? Don't do that. I'm tired of people doing that. From the Listen. Bronx, yes. It's, it's the most beautiful place on earth. We have everyone there, every personality that you ever want to meet in your life.
1: It has to be. I mean, it has to be. Where, there, where <laughs> struggle, where struggle is, is most acute. That's where all the beauty <laughs> is. The beauty is equal. You know,
0: right. so I get it. Second part of the question is how long did, how long did, how long did it take for you to recognize it and how long did it take for you to accept it? It took, it took me
1: a while to recognize it. You know, it took me a while to recognize I felt it though. Mm. I couldn't articulate, you know, I couldn't articulate. I didn't understand what it was, you know? um, And when you do feel it, it's perceived as weakness. The, feel, the feeling itself that, that yo, this might be a little over the top. We might be looking at this all wrong, you know, uh, but it was it wasn't until later that I really could understand it. You know, that was a part of that clarity, you know, for me, you know, coming to that
0: understanding, you know, um, so. I, Audible question. Not on the docket. This is a question I have for you. Do you suffer from survivor's remorse? I'm, I don't consider myself
1: a survivor. Ah, speak on it, please. I, because, I, like I said, I, I, this here's the thing: I I suffer the same consequences as anyone else that it from the group that I belong to. In every situation in this society, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. You know what I mean? I don't care if I if I was a billionaire, you know, if I was a billionaire, they're not going to let me, in. If they don't let me in Barron's because I'm black. And they don't want to open the door and I'm Oprah Winfrey. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter her rods, wherever she was. But, you know, that's that's the thing for me. You know, it's like, what are we surviving? Whatever we survived, you know, what do we survive when, we, when we're when we still embedded in an anti-black power structure you know the power structure itself is anti-black so surviving is a day-to-day thing it's every day for us you know we we, it's not a day that we we leave our house
0: house without having to deal with that reality it's just it's what it is
1: you know it's what it is
0: you have definitely helped and healed me i don't know if anyone is listening but that gem right there helped me because i'm going to be honest i talk about this all the time I sometimes in places, and I start to think, man, I wish my homies was here to see this, but they're not going to be at this moment. So I feel that some type of survivor's remorse, but you said we got to survive. We all have the same consequences. And we absolutely do. I absolutely think about how many people who are great, who have been shined on and been great in public and then torn down later. It feels like all the greats ending ends with the systematic takedown and dethroning of everything we hold dear to be excellent or greatness because no one's perfect but we they take away they they shine a spotlight on everything we do that's the people that are great and take it away so absolutely yeah for sure you know and and, you know that's
1: why i I struggle with with our interpretation sometimes of, of black excellence and what that means you know um because we tend to isolate black excellence in individuals, you know, these, this individual achieves something. Now that's that's indicative of black excellence. You know, like for example, we'll say Barack Obama, first black president of the United States. Him and Michelle, they represent black excellence. You know, it, you know, if does black excellence aspire to European values and cultural concepts? Is that really what black excellence is? Our achievement in their space you know, in their cultural constructs, is that what black excellence is to us? You know, because it's usually, the title is usually applied to people who achieve, black people who achieve things that white people have been doing by default of being the uh, dominant culture and and running the power structure. You know, so it's like Dr. Amos Wilson would be black excellence for me because Dr. Amos Wilson uh, created a, a social theory and code of conduct and operation, operational procedure for the group to function and thrive. You know, uh, uh, him, Dr. Hannibal at Freak, people like that, you know, who created the Council of Independent Black Institutions, it was macrocosmic. It was, you know, it was black excellence on scale, at scale. You know, what does that look like? What does black excellence look like at scale as opposed to an individual? You know, is it is it because the the black girls are dominating tenants? you know is it, you know is it because we're dominating those, those just like faces.
0: just like the man who's who bought the 40 acres of land which became black wall street back in the day
1: right yeah exactly so yeah ow Gurley. yeah right that was ow Gurley. now that's another thing you know it's like like, like it was, you know, i'm like okay I, I get it i get it i get it and that's an example you know how but when you look at O. W. even with black wall street you know Ninety-five percent of the people that lived in Black Wall Street were poor, right? Ninety-five percent of the people, the, mm-hmm. the wealth was concentrated into very few hands. Like four percent of the population controlled and, all the wealth and, and,
0: and, and the Black world, Wall Street resources, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So the
1: entrepreneurs, the businessmen, who were did, did they have a collective Black social theory, or were they functioning within European values? You know, in terms that's, of economics,
0: <laughs> you know? these
1: are the questions that we have
0: to ask.
1: So then we have to ask, what is black excellence, you know?
0: (laughs) Rapper King Los, and I'm paraphrasing, said in a line on a freestyle, he said that we go to HBCUs and then we pledge Greek. How do you feel about that comment? Wow. This this has
1: been a a long-going debate. This has been one of us at the top of Marcus Garvey. So, you know, I mean wow that's a very powerful and profound bar (laughs) yes it is you know that's that's
0: it it is as much
1: as it's barbaric (laughs) (laughs)
0: hey it's a great bar and i I never forgot it i said oh that's really good Uh, listen yes you know um
1: yeah again like i said you know we're embedded within a european power structure you know a, a power structure where the social the collective social theory is european it's a european collective social theory it's european perce- perception of the world so everything that is valued is european you know it's placed the highest value is placed on things that are european you know so that's what the falsification of african consciousness by amos wilson is about they falsify your consciousness you have a european conception of reality in your black body You know what i mean so you're walking around here with uh, with with african heritage and black skin and all the dna of ancient Africa, but you have a european perception conception of reality in your mind so no matter what you do but no matter what you do with that falsification of consciousness is going to benefit the white power structure more than it benefits black people that's just you are are
0: thinking in english thinking in english Oh, man, that's tough. Man. I like that. I really like that. Well, let's have a little fun with these questions. We only got a few more to go. I want to thank you for your time. But let's let's keep it rolling just for a little while longer here. Did you ever get a sex talk? Who or what gave you sex education?
1: You know, honestly, you know what? This might go back to that abusive question. This <laughs> <laughs> <It's> may. <laughs> or the you thought it was love but it was baby might have been abusive but i mean i'm 13 years old remember it like it was yesterday you know we had a lot of street time we were street kids you know what i mean we had a lot of street time single mom you know a bunch of siblings you know neighborhood you know being uh the red line neighborhood you know being underdeveloped you know so we ran around and, and we getting <laughs> into a lot we're getting into a lot so um my first uh, encounter, my first sexual conversation wasn't even a conversation. It was a game. You know, it was a whole game with older sisters. You know, I was 13 and not my sisters, but older women, you know, yeah. uh, older women. They were 20, 21, 19, 20, 21. I'm 13. My, my friend, like 17, 15. You know, and we're playing cards. They have us playing this card game, you know, and it's like poker, like you know, mm-hmm. and and ironically, they end up taking off all their clothes. That was the introduction. <laughs> <laughs> that was the introduction. <laughs> you know, it was like that's a, you know that's something teachers are going to jail for today. You You're know? right. Um, people are going to jail for that every day today. You know what I mean?
0: But and, that and, happened. And, uh, it happened and it happened a lot with the age disparities on both sides. And we can't just discount that from history. It was happening a whole lot, but a yeah. lot of people are, are paying for it today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, um, you
1: know, and, in us, you know, back then, you know, we were little dudes, we were young dudes who, like I said, the, the peer to peer, the peer to peer manhood training. Made us think
0: that was a part
1: of manhood.
0: I, I will, I will, I will back up your story with this. When I was about your age, thirteen, between thirteen and fifteen, there was a adult club that only served as kids our age with live female dancers. But the only thing is, it had a two soda minimum. Understand, yes, people. A two soda minimum, you had to buy two sprites all night. Look, it ain't funny, I, it ain't funny. It's I not funny, but can you it's believe little,
1: it? But it's a wild, wild world out here, Ben. It's a wild world. And if you're not paying attention, you know, I'm telling you, it people, 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 people are strange out here, man. People <laughs> are strange, and some of the strangest things happen. And I, I definitely.
0: And I definitely am not supporting the culture, but like you said, when you got men raising men, young men running around, having a good time, we didn't know that was wrong. We just knew that we was in there and made sure we had our money for the soda. Right. That was our only motivation at the time.
1: Absolutely. Because your peers are on you all the time about, you know, virginity and everything else. So you like, you, you know, you think that being a virgin is, is emasculine. You know it, it's effeminate or something so you you gotta you gotta lose your virginity somehow some way <laughs> you,
0: <Right. know>? so, <laughs> you gotta make it
1: happen so you gotta get rid of that it's holding you down it's a burden. before high school right but you ain't gonna go right. to high school like that are you <laughs> right so you have these perceptions. exactly yeah. you ain't going to high school like that so yeah. it's like that so the perceptions of manhood were wrong you know we had you know and some of what? us Carry those
0: into, into adulthood. Absolutely. Some of us so never grow out of a certain respect- age and maturity. We, exactly. So. so which leads me to my next question. Should there be a basic training program amongst men, a level of education of skill traits given out? Now I know we have our after-school programs, our church programs, but I'm saying outside of that, I'm talking about community-based building, where we talk about financial literacy, communication, how to change attire, gardening, general wealth building like stocks, like you talk about. Elderly, speaking with the elderly with intent, do you ever think we can get to that where if I was your neighbor and you talked about stocks the way you do, I can send my kids over there to learn from you, you can send your kids to learn from me for certain things, but we're neighborhood building, we're not relying on after school programs, we're actually doing it in community with responsibility, having flea markets where we teach our kids about finances where they can sell lemonade or any other thing that we're selling in the neighborhood, do you think we can actually get to a cultural space where we can develop these things? Yes. I, yes. I'm, before
1: I, I left Trenton, New Jersey, uh, I was a part of uh, an organization started by uh, an educator that uh, ran a school that my son went to. His name is Baye Kimmett. He created a manhood training program. It's called, mm-hmm. Man, 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 it's called Man Up you know man up manhood training so uh it, it 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 entailed all of those components that you just mentioned i love right? to hear
0: it i love to and, hear it uh,
1: and he was the founder of a african center school called the garvey school the garvey school was a cb institution it was one of the council of independent black institution schools that was created by dr hannibal afrique so he, that's this is what i mean those that's black excellence when you have this collective social theory and code of conduct that creates a standard operating procedure for a group it scales black excellence as opposed to confined it confine it to individuals
0: individual you know, one thing it scales yeah. equity absolutely I, absolutely i i you know what that is that is something I would love to hear. And I would love to get more information about that that brother. If he's still doing it, I would love to promote it as much as possible because we need those things. I had to learn how to tie a tie for my basketball coach. I didn't have no one to teach me. If he didn't teach me loop, swoop, and pull, I would have right. went to school without knowing how to tie a tie. I would have looked ridiculous right. to most people. So those yeah. things need to be in place. I need to be ready before, Absolutely. before, the, before the process starts. Before you need, need to, to right. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be, to be yeah. ready.
1: <laughs> ready. So you don't have to get ready,
0: right? Absolutely. I want to poll you. I want to put the husband hat on you really fast here. It's time for the husband hat. These are some of my fun questions I like to ask. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> As a husband, would you rather have a great woman Oh, a great wife
1: I, I I don't think the two are mutually exclusive you explain. know I, I think that for me they wanted they're one the same I think they're one the same you know explain my, my wife has, my wife has to be a great woman right yeah. <laughs> my wife has to be a great woman you know and I need a great woman for a wife <laughs> I mean you know it, that's just what it is. That's, just what it is. <laughs> that's just what it is. I mean, it's, it, for me, it's it's the same. It's the same for me. You
0: know? So, you, are you saying the- greatness, greatness, greatness turns into wife, or wife turns into greatness, or she walks the same parallel path?
1: What I'm saying is, you have you have great women who might not be great wives, mm-hmm. right? You have and I don't know a great wife that's not a great woman that's the thing for me I don't know a great wife that's not a great woman
0: but I know some great women who are not great wives absolutely I like that question I appreciate that absolutely how do I approach a man that I have problems with how do I establish the value I mean honesty you know
1: honesty you know, uh, and I think that uh, we have a tendency to, when we're in that space and we have a problem with someone, that problem shows it permeates through every our, it seeps out of our pores a lot of times. So the energy we come with is problematic. You know, uh, we're approaching people with problematic pr- energy because we have a problem with, them. you know, uh, when we should look at the problem from the solutionary side and, and approach with solution as opposed to problem. so we have solutionary energy as opposed to problematic
0: energy you solution I mean? shout out mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we talk about leaving a legacy but we mostly ignore major steps do you have a will yes now, why, will. what Will. true trust why do you think in our uh, community we run away from putting insurance on each other Having wills and having the proper paperwork, so we don't have to rely on someone else to pay for our funeral, and we can arrange things to be paid for before our death. Man, that's a it,
1: it's it's so many layers to that. To to why, you know, it's it's stacked, man. It's like peeling an onion back. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, on the one hand, you have the fact that we've been uh, defrauded. You know, we've been defrauded throughout history by insurance companies and and policy keepers and banks and everything else. So Absolutely. so we're like, uh, we're hesitant to go that route, you know. Um, so we have this, keep the money in the shoe box, keep the money under the mattress, keep the money in, in the in the bra under the left city, you know, or, yeah, I mean, so that's <laughs> yeah, the level, right? So we're in that space, you know, uh, but And then there's the lack of knowledge of how these tools work, how these instruments work. You know, um, there's no real financial education around insurance policies and how they work and how you can use an insurance policy, how you can have a life insurance policy and borrow against it, you know, and build something with it, start a business against a life insurance policy, you know. uh, you know, those things are not being taught. And that's what you are saying about that, you know, that, that whole Financial skills, yeah, and everything, yeah. Ecosystem that sustains human life and the community, you know, but that's, that's why, man, I think
0: it's an education thing. You know, we tend to fear what we don't know, you know? I think we also, without certain intangibles for knowledge, in most of our communities, we don't have a, we don't have a doctor, a dentist, a person in each field of skill that we can consult with to get proper information, to make sure we're not being lied to. Someone who is a master in skill that they trait that we can trust the proper information to be trustworthy, to be the actual knowledge that we can do the research after we get the information, but someone that we have direct access to to ask these certain questions about anything, about finances, about insurances, about dental care, about healthcare, about diet, that we just, we're just all scattered around and have to go on this place called the internet just to find it. But We need access to people right there in your community who you can talk to right there face to face. I think that's something we all need to work on. Every every family should have a lawyer on retainer, a doctor on call, and a financial advisor. Every family. But Absolutely. we're not there yet. We're just not I'm there I'm If they were giving out awards, what would you rather have? Father of the year or man of the year you have to pick one father of the year explain
1: uh because fathers usually do the manly stuff <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, fathers usually do the manly stuff you know uh you, you know it, and and father isn't limited to your own children you know you know it extends to the the greater community you know it's children in the community who don't have people to look up to you know like you said somebody you they can go to and get this information get certain information so being that makes you a father figure for people so um yeah
0: father you know growing up you you may or may not growing up a lot of vi- around violent people but Some of those violent criminals are some of the smartest people on the face of the earth. They have like this certain skill to be knowledgeable about different things. You ever met someone growing up where they were so smart and had so much potential, but the demon inside of them had reached too far that their natural decisions were always bad choices?
1: (sighs) Here's the thing. I know a lot of people that will fall into that category, but I I don't... (laughs) I wouldn't, I don't want to use the, the term demons, you know. Because okay, let, let's change, say a different word. I don't want to demonize them.
0: Yeah. You know right. I mean? But, <laughs> You're right. You know, I'm it's, sorry. It's, Words it's, or spells, it. excuse me.
1: <laughs> I mean, I have friends, family members, you know. Uh, I was on that trajectory, you know. I was on that trajectory as a you know. Um, and like I said, that thing that, that sparks that make you start to analyze things and see it differently, you know when you start going into your own head and asking yourself the questions, that's when you move away. You move out of that space. You change your environment. You change the people around you, you know, but yeah, man. I mean, yes, I've, I've had friends, man. My dearest friends, man. My dearest friends. Yeah. I mean, right up to 2014, man. I left, I left, I left, Trenton, New Jersey, 2014, 2015. I left Trenton and the catalyst for that. I've been there all my life, all my life, man. Working with the youth in schools, you know, uh, I never left my hood that, you know, but I left 2015 because two of my closest, I mean, dearest friends, man. Two of my brothers, man, were murdered, man. You, you know, murdered, you know. And they they were like legends in our neighborhood in our town you know they were legends you know they were they were street legends you know and um they made the city they made the city what the city was to a lot of people you know they loved the city and the city loved them back up until that point you know um and they were murdered and they were murdered same same weekend within 24 hours both of them. You know, we all were cool. You know, we, we were all tight. So um, when that happened, I, I had to dip. Yeah, I left. Uh, I was like, that's it for me. You know, so uh, yeah, man. I mean, yeah. But they were, you know. My brother was he. He was brilliant. He was he was a polymath. You yeah, know, he's a polymath, man. He was he he was a master of whatever he did. Everything that he did, he dominated it. You know, um, on every level, I mean, we, we were touring, you know, he would come out on the road with us, tour with us man. And this guy, he matched with, with professors at universities. He matched with, with, yeah. with, uh, businessmen, entrepreneurs, he matched with, with street heads from other hoods, you know, um, he was just that kind of guy. He's a polymath, you know, and, uh. He was good at everything he did man he was just he's one of those he's one
0: of those guys he was good at everything he did i want to i want to say something and, and correct me if i'm wrong his influence scaled you to be better correct oh absolutely so he would be black excellence man
1: sharpens man absolutely you know like still like iron sharpens iron. you know so yeah you know yeah he, he did you know uh that's how we were. That's, that's how we were, man. We, we were tight. We were tight. You know, our, our little fool, we, we were tight, you know, yeah. um, but he was smart. He was smart. He was, he was intelligent. You know, I the part, the wisdom is where I, I, I wanted to see him develop more, you know, right. because right. he wouldn't always act on what he knew. you you can be so smart sometimes you can be so intelligent sometimes that you think you can always win you can always think your way out of situations, you will always dominate the reality you know um, and he felt like he could navigate the streets indefinitely you know regardless of how it was changing Regardless to how, you know, it's one of those things, man, you know, like, I, like we say, you know, wise, intelligent, being wise and being intelligent. You know, it's like having knowledge, acquiring knowledge and having a, the ability to apply it in a way that changes your environment for the greater good that's wisdom, that's wise, you know what I mean? So that's wise and intelligent, you know, being able to acquire knowledge and apply it in a way that changes
0: your environment for the greater good, you know? Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate that. A couple more questions, I'm gonna have you out of here. Validation from your partner. It's like you win a championship when you meet the right woman. Well, Mr. Intelligent, Mr. Wise, do you defend the title? Are you competing with the best versions of yourself to make sure your wife is getting the best versions of you? Yeah, that's the aim.
1: You know, aim <laughs> hey, you know, for me, you, man, listen, relationships relationships for me are human development protocol. You know, it, it's a human development protocol. It's,
0: oh, it's a
1: human development experience. <laughs> That's what it's really about. It's about the development of human beings. You know, so when you meet someone, you know, the aim should be to see that person develop to their apex. You know what I mean? What does this person look like or full? What can I do to contribute to this person's fullness? Right. And and vice versa. You know, so developing that person 100%, percent you be like, oh, that's you better have. This your better half. This is your better. No, 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 no. Ain't no haves here. She's a 100%. She's a whole. I'm a whole. And we're filling these cups. You know what I mean? We're going we gonna to share the bread but not eat from the same loaf. You know what I mean? We're going to fill each other's cup but not drink from the same cup, you know, um, so to speak. So it's about developing that person. It's a human development project. That's what relationships are for me. You know, everybody, anybody you meet, Anybody you meet in your life and y'all rocking on any level, the aim should be to see that person better off when they leave than they were when you met. You know what I mean? Regardless Absolutely. to what happens with y'all regardless to the terms and conditions on which you part, that person okay. should be
0: better when y'all, when y'all part. Absolutely. I agree. I came up with something called operating at hundred percent. And what I mean by that is I took five categories, purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Again, that's purpose, health, confidence, money, and knowledge. I gave them all 20% each, totaling up to 100%. And what you do is you take a account of yourself every day, how you operate in your purpose, your health, confidence, money, and knowledge. Purpose meaning you're doing the things that you're called to do within your purpose. Health meaning you're doing the things, you're working out, meditating, eating right, fulfilling yourself. Confidence, you're doing it without any fear or any intimidation. Money, you made a little money, saved a little money or invested a little money and knowledge. You took in some new information. So, Mr. Wise, (laughs) Mr. Tim, (laughs) I ask you this. How much of 100 percent in the last 24 hours have you been operating out of? Uh, That is purpose, (laughs) health, confidence, money and knowledge. All 20 percent. Definitely
1: not health. (laughs) (laughs)
0: how much do you give yourself in health
1: Um, out of 20% I mean I've been having some long nights so I haven't been sleeping like I need to so I've been going 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 so uh, health probably be about 10-15 maybe Uh, knowledge will get the full 20% for sure I'm, I'm always invested in in knowledge and information. So, purpose would be the highest. That's developing well. You know, I'm developing in in that purpose in my purpose. Well, um, confidence twenty percent. I mean, you know, I'm I'm around there. I don't know if I have to give any other space that extra five percent it would be money so i'm going to put money at 25% i'm going to put health <laughs> at 15% <laughs> and that'll do it <laughs> that'll do it
0: so it looks like you're looking at about 90% right now 90% yeah you got 20 for purpose 20 for health 20 for confidence he said money money is what
1: i mean i'm i'm giving money to 5% that i took from health <laughs> <laughs>
0: Cause you up, I get it. So, you operate at 100% right now, is what you're telling me. <laughs> hey, for sure. Okay. Hey, listen, sometimes we lose a little seat to get to get to what we need to get to, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. You are now part of the Silhouette Boys Club. It is people like you who move in the shadows to help people like me shine. Now, before you go, we love to get referrals for the show. Is there anyone you would like to come on this show that you know that you can connect us to, to come on and drop these gems and answer these questions?
1: Wow. Um, Yeah, I do. I mean,
0: mean, a lot of people, man, a lot of people. (laughs) Well, we'll contact you. Give us one name right now, and then we'll contact you. See who else might want to come on this show. Uh,
1: man, um, just so many people I'm trying to see who would, how oh, <laughs> available? Oh, man. <laughs> who would I? Who would I send on here to get in this hot seat? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, I, man. I, mean, I know a lot of people man i know man. a lot of people so.
0: we're, we're thinking of everybody i know everybody's anticipating to hear what he's going to say I'm know, sure no, he's no, gonna think-
1: the culture freedom culture freedom of my group would be good for this platform for sure
0: absolutely uh, let, for let me just you know um
1: he would be great uh Chuck D, public enemy. Would be Let's good.
0: do Chuck D and Culture hey, A, both of them. That would be great. You heard it here. That would be excellent. Now, before we go, I know you got a lot of things going on. Please tell the people what you would like us to focus our energy on to help uplift you and whatever you're doing in your endeavors.
1: Man, keep doing what y'all are doing. Just keep providing platforms for uh, these conversations, man. I think we need to have more conversations like this. I think these conversations... Uh, represent protocol code of conduct so you know and standard operating procedures that could be you know these this, these these viewpoints these perspectives could be could become part
0: of a greater standard operating procedure for the community absolutely well I, we want to know what you got going on also. also give us your shout outs, your instagrams whatever you got that you want us instagram to at wise intelligent spelled how you would find it in a dictionary
1: uh Twitter at Wise Intelligent, uh at RapsNextFDN F D N. Um, that's the foundation, at stock boss up. Uh and that's pretty much it. At at the Poor Rights Teachers.
0: Don't forget three fifths of an MC. Don't forget about your book.
1: Yeah, and the book, you know, you the book, yes, three fifths of an MC Manufacturing of a Dumbed Down Rapper. Uh wiseintelligent.com or Amazon.
0: Absolutely. Let's support this man, ladies and gentlemen. He got a lot of great things going on. A special shout out to Shantae Evans for helping this show come together. For those listening, you can reach me at Solutions for men at sheen1.com. that's onecom That's men at sheen1.com or at sheen1 at all platforms. Let's continue this conversation on Clubhouse, Facebook, Twitter, or in the streets if you see me. Before we go, we end with a quote from Dr. Miles Monroe. True success is not measured on how much you have done or accomplished. It's not compared to what others have done or accomplished. True success is what you have done compared to what you could have done. In other words, living to the maximums, competing with yourself. It's living up to your own standards and capabilities. Success is satisfying your own personal passion and purpose in pursuit of personal excellence. So question of the day, question of your life. Are you maximizing your life? Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Solutions for Men. I would like to thank Wise Intelligent for coming on today. And peace and blessings. Peace.